Wake up, John Doe, you're the hope of the world. About the uh, welcome, welcome to the dollhouse theme song. Oh, that's a good one. Miss so Welcome to the dollhouse. What was that movie about? I'm not sure, but it was one of my favorites growing up. It's about a girl named Dawn Wiener. Yeah. And uh, from the Wiener clan. From the Wiener clan. Yeah. And uh, it's just like a coming of age story. Her sister gets uh, kidnapped. Yeah. Uh, the guy from Empire Records threatens to rape her during the movie. What was his name? Uh, was Rapey it Warren? McGee? Was it Warren? I think it was Warren. And Warren Jeffs. Yeah. It's a good movie, though. 
It wasn't a good movie. You made me watch it the other day, and it wasn't good. I, I like made the colors, you? though. Yeah, you made me. <laughs> I, like, forced it on you? Yeah, you did. Well, geez. Yeah. We're not going to discuss the things you said you'd do to me if I didn't watch it, but... Did you get it on tape? Mm, no. Didn't I've yet happen. to get a tape recorder, which yeah. is weird because we have all this podcasting equipment. Okay, so just a recorder. No tape recorder, though. Do you have it on record? No. What does that mean? You think Any when kind they, of record? You think when they used to say, uh, do you have it on record, they meant like on wax? No, like like you keep a record of things. Yeah. So like, you know what I mean? No. Like any like a like a library is like a records department. That's true. You know? Yeah. The Library of Congress. The Library of Alexandria. Yeah. That's your go to. You always go with that one. I know. I feel like I was there when it burnt down. Do you know any in other another lifetime? You know any other libraries? Uh, I know uh the Library of Congress. I just that was the one I said. You did? Yeah. The Vatican Library. Is it called the? Isn't it? Does it have like an Italian name? The Vatican Archive. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let me start the show. Uh, hey, everybody! Uh, welcome what to up? another episode of Actual Comedy Presents an Actual Podcast. I'm Angel Ace. And I'm Aaron. And uh, we have an action-packed show for you. Uh, Rare to go today. Rearing. Yeah. Uh, should we start with our first segment? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. First segment. This week in history. That's right. Mm. Oh, I like that beast. That beat. Uh, it's this week in piss history, everybody, uh, where we go back in history in the piss archives, the piss libraries, and uh, we give you a little history on piss, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, should I go with... Uh, my, my research that I did? Yes, please. I'm, I'm excited to hear what you looked at this because you didn't even tell me we were doing this segment until we, I was writing down, like, the segment names. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is going to be a surprise to me. Okay, so this week in piss history, right? Um, Aaron, did you know that uh, piss used to be used as an antiseptic? I did not, Angel. Tell um, me more. So piss was used uh, to treat small wounds back when a nick or a cut would potentially end your life. Uh, oh, shit. So we're talking like before the advent of modern medicine <laughs> when uh, any type of like splinter or whatever would result in them having to like cut that, append that appendage off. <laughs> so like if you just pissed on it, you could keep the limb? That's what they thought you could do. Um, you know, uh, Pliny the Elder? Pliny I've heard of him. Yeah. Is it Pliny or Pliny? I don't know. Uh, he died around 79 AD. Um, but in his writings, he recommended using piss for treating scorpion stings, okay. uh, snake bites, rabid dog bites, sores, burns, anal fissures, and many other conditions. He suggested mm. creating a concoction of stale piss and the ashes of a roasted oyster shell. Uh, for the cure of eruptions on the body of infants. Uh, I guess back in his time, infants used to just spontaneously erupt in in sores. Is that what happened? That can happen to babies, yeah. Is that called something? Uh, erythema. Is that the actual name? It's when you get like a rash all over your body. Erythema. Yeah. Huh. Um, 
so yeah it's so this goes back at least as far as back as that um there's some writings in like sanskrit yeah uh that the like hindus uh used to like consume piss for things um but i just wanted to stick with like the antiseptic part well what did they can oh okay so we're just doing antiseptic today yeah well they used to do it for like rejuvenation um Uh, so during the Renaissance, the Renaissance, uh, an Italian doctor named Leonardo Fioravanti uh, witnessed a Spanish soldier lose his nose in a brawl. Uh, Fior, Fioravanti quickly pissed on the Spanish soldier's nose uh, and then surgically reattached it to his face. Oh, shit. Yeah. So he was like, I, I got you. Come here. Let me piss on you. I'll give you a little pee-pee, and then I put your nose back on. <laughs> um, in 1675, uh, a book called uh, The Accomplished Lady's Delight in Preserving <laughs> Physic, Beautifying, and Cookery, um, which wasn't that the book that somebody... Oh, there goes Champ. Oh. Knocking him about. Wasn't that the book that somebody gave you for like your wedding night or some shit like that? What was it called again? Ladies' uh, chicanery. Uh, let me go back. It was the accomplished ladies' delight in preserving, physic beautifying, and cookery. Oh shit! Yeah. Sounds like a, sounds like a grimoire. Yeah, but I think it was for uh, for ladies to behave correctly. So what did it include in there? Uh, so they suggested uh, washing one's face in piss to make it fair. Oh, f- oh, okay, like like fair in color, I, not mean, fair like like even or like. Did you it know. mean fair? In co- Does that when someone says like she's fair skin, that means she's like light skin? Light skin, yeah. Oh. Like fair ivory. She's That's fair bone. Usually boned. the color uh, 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 foundation I buy. Fair. Yeah, f- uh, uh, Victorian ghost I think is the one I got last time. <laughs> you only get it from Spirit Halloween. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> So piss does have an antibacterial property directly correlated to the concentration of urea. Okay. Uh, which is the main metabolite in piss. Um, an increase in urea concentration boosts its antibacterial activities. Mm. Uh, Champ is crying in the background. Yeah. Uh, other factors do come into play, uh, like how watery your piss is, uh, the pH levels and the ammonium concentration. Okay. Uh, but urea is more crucial for antiseptic properties. Okay. Um, there was a doctor. His name was Dr. Ambrose Fair. Uh, he was regarded as one of the most famous surgeons of the 16th century. Um, he advocated using piss for itchy eyelids. What? Yeah, so if your eyelids itched, you put piss on them. Because the, maybe, like, the uric acid does something? Oh, maybe. Remember I told you about that the, the pastor at that church that I went to that lived on a commune? Pastor Troy? Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he told me that they would keep jars of pee in their refrigerator and use it to like wash their faces. Get the fuck out of here! I swear, it was like the seventies. Yeah, that was like washing your sin away, but like with sin. I don't think he was um doing the whole like Jesus thing yet. I think he was just on a commune with like you know like. Oh, the it was Rainbow just on connection. a commune. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I don't think it was part of uh any kind of like religious right. So um. I also wrote down that Magellan's crew resorted to uh, drinking piss when they ran out of drinking water. Um, <laughs> That's what Bear Grylls is. Yeah, he's not part of Magellan's crew, though. No, 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 no. Um, in 1936, uh, in the American Journal of Surgery, 
uh, William Robinson stated that, which, Willie Robinson? <laughs> uh, he stated that urea has been found to stimulate healing in chronic purulent wounds. What's purulent? Purulent? P- how to spell that? P-U-R-U-L-E-N-T. I think that means like pussy. Ugh. So piss on a pussy wound? Piss on a pussy wound. Um, so it, it uh, went on to say that the effects obtained are a cleansing of the wound by the removal of the necrotic material and uh, pyogenic bacteria present. Pyo, okay. Uh, urea is present in the cells of all the tissues of the body. It rapidly permeates the membranes of the cells. Um, so this was also interesting. When they used to use maggots for wound care. Oh, yeah, yeah. They thought... Uh, that there was like a high urea concentration that came from the maggots and that's what actually cleaned the wound, not them like eating the dead flesh. <laughs> How crazy is that though? That's Put these maggots crazy. in there. They're going to pee on you. Wow. Yeah. And they still do that, don't they? Sometimes. Um, what do you mean? They still do leech therapy in places or they do maggot therapy somewhere. I've seen it in a hospital like setting. Yeah, they got like medical maggots, don't they? <laughs> they put they they like raise them in like a test tube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, that was so there's history. piss history for you. Yeah. Damn, I'm like, there's so much more I want to know, but I know that we have to like only do a little bit of a time. We gotta give it just a taste of piss at a time. Just a little taste. Just a little taste. A little taste of uh, how we've been using piss through the years. I was reading about how like there's certain like crystals in your pee that stimulate um, cell regeneration. Really? Yeah, but I think there's like a like a minuscule amount. Like, oh shit! So does that mean if you have get kidney stones and like they're probably like really good for your skin? I think kidney stones are like another example of uh, what cancer is, right? Just like a buildup of material in your body. Kidney stone. Well, kind of. But they're like, more like it's like a either they're made out of either calcium. It's a pearl, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I guess you can say is a kind of, but it, like. In a way, yeah, but, like, cancer is something that is, um, what's the word, M- malignant? Check out this mother of kidney stone necklace I just bought. <laughs> you know it's funny? The face wash that I just got in the mail is made from mother of pearl. Really? Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know, but it also says it has titanium dioxide in it, so I gotta look that up, because I'm like, that probably doesn't sound good, even though, like, this shit says it's all natural. <laughs> It's probably just, it does, is it sparkly? Maybe it's just this, like, glitter that's in it. I feel like they use it for, like, um, like a, a light, uh, what you call it, exfoliant? Mm. Like, they grind it up into, like, a, like sand, kind of, but more. Aren't they supposed to use, like, um, the shells of, like, walnuts and shit? I don't think you're supposed to use any certain thing. Well, not plastic. We know that. Well, no. No, they're not allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> but we had all those, like, little um, face washers with those plastic balls in them for forever. They were the best face washers I ever had. <laughs> Back when Biore had the real, like, beads in it. But, were they shit. actually made out of tiny pieces of plastic? Yeah, dude. They were, like, little fucking <laughs> gobstoppers. That's wild. Yeah. So, uh, y- you know, you can also pee on um, uh, a bite from, like, a jellyfish. Remember a that? sting, yeah, yeah. What what do they think there is happening? It's the ammonia. I don't uh, think ammonia? it's necessarily dis. Yeah, it's the ammonia, or it might be the uric acid that is uh, like some doing something to like contradict the uh, venom from mm. the. So they probably figured out 
the jellyfish part first, and then they were like, oh, he got stung by a scorpion. Well, let's try to do the same thing that we did yeah, the other day. Yeah, they both got stingers. <laughs> People just were into, uh, what do they call it? Water water play? Water play? Water there's, sports? There's, is that what it's called? Water sports? Where yeah. people are into that, uh, you know, for fun? Well, it wouldn't be fun if you're using it as an antiseptic, right? Usually yeah. when you need an antiseptic, you're having a bad time. True, 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 true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how long do you think it was? I mean, I guess we'll probably get this in, in like, the next few piss histories, but, like, how long do you think it was between before uh, they started using it for, like, pleasure reasons and not just uh, medical? Mm. I don't know. Maybe it started off as a pleasure thing. Like, maybe some guy got stung by a jellyfish while he was on a pirate ship, right? Mm -hmm. And then he was like, ah, like, my leg hurts so much, but... I can't turn down this date I have with this hot pirate that's going to pee all over me. Yeah, like, And then he noticed that when the pirate peed on him with his peg leg, I'm trying to add as many P words in there as I can. Uh, he peed on him with his peg leg. He noticed the sting of the jellyfish sting went away. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's probably Pliny like. Pliny the Elder. Pliny the Elder. <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's kind of like the, um, how they figured out that value makes your dick hard. What? Not Valium. What the hell am I talking about? Viagra. Yeah, yeah. That does the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think your dick could probably get hard. It just, you know, relaxes your muscles. I think it, doesn't it, like, affect your uh, libido? Extended no, that's more like Prozac. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like antidepressants, uh, SSRIs, if you will. Mm. Yeah. So, are we done with piss history for we're the done, week? We're done with piss history. This is a quick All right. piss yeah. history. Yeah, this is a little quick little quick little squirt. I don't know if I would pee on anybody's, like, body in the wild. You better not fucking pee on anybody. Well, like, okay, so if you were out on, like, a, a tour, right, mm -hmm. of, like, a, a mountainous region, and all of a sudden Bear Grylls came running down the mountain, and he's climbing down the mountain. When he comes down and he's like, he's like, listen, uh, I need your help. Um, I was up there and there was these forest jellyfish and they came out of nowhere and they stung me. Can you pee on my stings? Would you do it? Um, do I have to pee directly on them or can I pee like into a cup and then just like hand it to him for his use? It's got to be fresh from the tap. Mm. I don't know. And you got to make eye contact, too. No, I don't like that. <laughs> it's different for dudes, though. You know what I mean? Because you got, like, a whole apparatus for that to come out of. Like, women, you know, the hole's inside. So, like... It's still an apparatus. It's an apparatus. It's but just at least it's hidden not, from view. You don't you don't have the uh, the faucet part. Yeah, yeah. Hidden driveway. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that was piss history. Uh, should piss we move on to our next segment here? Oh yeah. All right. What we got? What we got? Let's get it. <gasps> oh, I forgot about it. Oh yeah. Here Again. And now we present to you actual comedies. Motion Picture Classics. Oh, yeah. It's uh, time for Actual Comedy's Motion Picture Classics, where we, uh, your humble hosts here, um, review a... What would you say? Uh, how would you describe these movies? 
We're looking for the type of movies that you would talk about in like a like a movie class, right? Something you that t- you yeah, would, you go to college, you like a classic, uh, like what do they call that? Classic moving pictures, just like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We like you. Wait, what did you say? Classic moving what? Classic moving pictures. That's the class name in college. I just assumed. I don't know. I just was trying. They won't just be like movies, one hundred. I think it's like movie theory, just like you did like music theory or like cinema. Th- they're they're not gonna write movie in the title in a college class. Yeah, oh, I got you. Nobody's gonna pay for that. Remember, uh, Urban Legend. Yeah. They were doing that in that uh, movie, the second one, I think, Final Cut. Final Cut. Yeah, you remember Urban Legend, Final Cut. I don't think I ever saw that. Hmm. I get that and Final Destination mixed up. Urban Legend? Yeah. Well, one has a serial killer. The other one is uh Oh, death. Urban Legends. It, no, that's not the same. I'm thinking if I know what you did last summer. Did I ever see Urban Legend? You never saw Urban Legend? I don't know. We got to watch Urban maybe, Legend. Maybe is that that might does that make the list? Maybe. But maybe, let's get back into what we're doing. Line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With this specific So anyway, segment. we we go and we usually watch a movie that either me or Aaron have haven't seen yet and uh you know it's it's a movie that's usually like uh considered a a classic a a cultural phenomenon um something that like really really moved the needle uh in the direction of positive right yeah yeah um so uh we did two so far I believe uh so we wanted to go a different route with this third one uh and we decided to go with um, the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Yes, the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Tokyo Drift. Yeah, um, is a really um, different movie that kind of sets itself apart in like the um, landscape of cinema. Yeah, you know so, what I mean. Well, it starts off with like a southern kid, right? He's in like a high school, and he's trying to get the jock's girlfriend, who's like a whore. Yeah, both. So this is what I've noticed yeah. in in the movies that we've seen so far. The uh, initial drama begins when the, um, what do you call that person? Like, n- not the the main character. The protagonist? The protagonist. He seems to have some sort of conflict with another man about a woman, whether that be that man's sister or mm, girlfriend. Okay. And so then they race it out. Yeah. Settle it on the on the tarmac. Yeah, settle it on the tarmac. Not the tarmac. Is it the tarmac? That might be like that. Pavement. Yeah. Asphalt. Might... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that one. Head ass. <laughs> um, so this anyway. guy's racing, right? He, he, he crashes his car. He gets sent to Japan to live with his dad. Yeah, like so this Navy first guy. race, like, he was supposed to win the dude's girlfriend. Yeah. And, you know, luck for the other guy because he got sent to Japan. Yeah. Well, so technically, he won the race, car. right? And the guy... Who who was he? What do you mean? Who was the guy that played the uh, initial uh, boy with the girl that the main character was going to try and take? Oh, uh, Brad from Tool Time. Brad from fucking Home Improvement. I've yeah. never seen that guy in another thing. He had like a black scent too. It was kind of funny. Yeah. It was Why weird. was he playing a teenager like 20 years <laughs> after Home Improvement went off the air? I have no idea. I don't know why any of them were playing teenagers because <laughs> it was hilarious because the guy that's like, he's basically new Paul Walker for this, um, yeah. this story. I don't know his actual name because I've just been in my notes. I have him written down as new Paul Walker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so new Paul Walker 
is in like the principal's office with his mother, mm. and he who's also a whore. Who's also she's a whore too. Oh, it was the, the it was the cops' office. Oh, it was the cops. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, they went to the police station for the you know the fallout from the initial race. Yeah, the, and the does cop, the mom bang the cop? Well, the cop tells him like. The other two that were in the race, uh, Brad and his girlfriend, are going to get off without any repercussions because their parents are rich. Oh, and he's right, like, right, he's right. like, you're like a piece of shit, poor scumbag. He's like, so we're going to convict you or whatever. Oh, yeah. He's and like, then his we mom comes in. pieces of shit like you with for convictions. Yeah. And then his mom comes in and starts smoking a cigarette and like looking the, the detective up and down. Yeah. And then he goes, uh. All right, we're let's we're gonna talk in private real quick. She she fucking Forrest Gumped him. I think she Forrest Gumped him, yeah. Yeah. But uh, so she basically tells him like we've moved so many times over the past couple like months or whatever because you're always getting in trouble. You're gonna go with your dad, so she in sends Tokyo. him off to Japan. But the funniest part was she was like, "You're not even 18," and the guy like obviously is like 37 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like the like the the what is it called like the what is this? When you put yourself into a movie and you like can suspend belief, oh uh, yeah, yeah, like so Beyond you have belief. to, yeah, your suspension of belief has to be super high at the beginning. Yeah, um, which is fine. They get to Tokyo. His dad lives in like this paper house. Yeah, um, he gives which them- apparently you cannot slam doors doors in Japan. Not those type. Not like, do they have regular doors in Japan? I'm pretty sure they have regular doors somewhere in J- in all of Japan. But that guy's front door was just like paper, like a sliding piece of paper. Yeah, you could have just Kool Aid man your way through. You yeah, you didn't yeah. even need to. Yeah, I don't know. Just like a like a like a blow your nose a little bit. How about the rules that the dad gave him? He was like, you got to be home right after school and. Stay away from cars. I don't want to see you anywhere near a goddamn car. Do you hear me, boy? <laughs> Excuse me. He said, this is your last chance. This is your if last you chance. get sent back to America, you're going to go right to jail. Right to jail. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, Paul Walker, he goes to this new Tokyo high school. I'm sorry, new Paul Walker. Yeah. He goes to this new Tokyo high school, meets Bow Wow. Meets Bow Wow. Well, Bow Wow's in it. So, he's the rapper for this one. Mm. Um, and then he, he starts to learn how to Tokyo drift, which he's not good at at first. Yeah. They race, like, uh, up a parking garage where like, you got to, like, turn a bunch. And uh, he's, like, talking to the one chick that he noticed was in the same class as him. And then she has a boyfriend who's part of the Yakuza. No, that's her brother. uh, That's her brother? Yeah, it's like her, his, her like adopted brother. Remember? Why did he kiss her? He didn't kiss her on the mouth, I don't think. I think he like kissed her on the cheek. But he was like, he, he's, that's his sister. No, cause fucking in the beginning when, uh, he saw him talking or he saw her talking to new Paul Walker, he got mad and he was like walking towards her. And that's when Han was like, I told you to stay away from those high school girls. They're too young for you. But it was the same situation, like, with uh, Vin Diesel getting mad about uh, Paul Walker talking to his sister. Hmm. I'm pretty sure it was his sister. Well, she was adopted. She was adopted. Yeah, because, yeah, like, her parents died in some... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Huh. And I'm like, this is a theme now, because it's happened multiple times, where, like, this protagonist guy goes to another place. It's Romeo and Juliet, right? Well, Juliet didn't have like a like a like a man when Romeo came around. 
But she had, didn't she have like brothers who like wanted to beat him up or whatever? Oh yeah, her cousins were pissed off about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, I guess that is kind of like Romeo and Juliet, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so I guess like they're they're touching on a lot of different Shakespeare themes throughout these movies so far, <laughs> which I think is like I guess that's what the point of this is. Yeah. Um. I found it really interesting that they chose to do their races up a spiral. That's how you drift the best. It, it was that, and then uh, they went to DK's Mountain. Oh, DK stands for Drift King. The Drift King's Mountain. Yeah, yeah I mean, so, yeah, they, what do you think um, really stood out to you as far as, like, what did this movie change as far as the culture goes? Um, They made drifting cool. That is true. Yeah. That is true. You know, it's weird. I've met a lot of, like, grown fucking men mm. who do that as, like, a, a pastime. It's weird if it's just a hobby. If you're, like, younger and it's just a hobby and, like, it might become your career, that's, like, one thing. But if you're, like, in your, like, 30s or 40s and you're, like, I got I got to go get more tires. Yeah, so these I people were, like, 30s. Drift. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know. Do they get money from it? I don't know. Just satisfaction? I, it's, like, one of those things where, like, you know, eventually you might make funny, funny money. Hmm. I don't know. If they need you as a stunt double in Tokyo Drift. In Tokyo part Drift two. Part 2. Is yeah, there yeah. a Tokyo Drift Part 2? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I think this was the only Tokyo Drift. Um, it makes me sad. I like the song. Maybe we can use that as the song when we come in. What? I wonder if you know. I Tokyo. You know what I think that we should use is that Dipset song. Nah. That's actually what I wrote down next was what happened to Dipset. Oh, because they were playing a Dipset song yeah. in the... Okay, yeah. Girl, you so this Han guy so is one of the... Is DK's, the Yakuza guy's, like, partner, right? Yeah. And they, like, go around, like, with, like, a protection business and shit. Is uh, it a protection... Is that what the Yakuza are? They're, like, the mob for Japan? Yeah, they're the mafia. They're Japanese mafia. Okay. Uh, but, like, with more... Uh, Karate? Mm... I'd say, like, a different style. Okay. Um, more lore. <laughs> <laughs> um, the name sounds cooler. Yeah, and they get tattoos. Really? Yeah, yeah. Shit. Um, what was I saying? Something about the Yakuza. No, I wasn't. Oh, Han. He was working with DK. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's working with DK. They have, like, a protection business. Uh, Han's uncle is, like, the local leader of the Yakuza or whatever, so... He basically has carte blanche to do whatever the fuck he wants, and everybody's, like, scared that his uncle might be mad or whatever. Yeah. Um, so his uncle finds out that Han is stealing from DK. Yeah. Well, he um, had a side business he that he wasn't given a piece, a piece to, too. to the Yakuza. Yeah. Yeah. So then Han tries to shoot him, or DK tries to shoot Han. Okay, so did he try and shoot him, or was it like a race into the death? No, I think he tried to sh he tried to shoot him because he. Okay, so New Paul Walker gets thrown out of his house because he's racing all the time, right? Okay, so he goes to live. Then with he Han. goes to live with Han, and then Han gives him a car. Okay. And then, um, you know, he starts to learn how to drift, and then fucking DK comes, and he's like. I think he doesn't he like beat the shit out of New Paul Walker because he was like talking to his girl or something. Like yeah, that. he found out that he was hanging out with uh, the chick. Yeah, so then they, that happens, and then the chick comes to live with them, and then DK comes to approach Han, and he's like, "What the fuck? You're like stealing money, blah blah." blah. 
and then he tries to shoot him. Then they do that thing where like they they scramble out of the uh, warehouse. Yeah. And then DK's chasing Han. Han crashes. And dies. And dies. Yeah, he gets smooshed. Yeah. So then, uh, new Paul Walker is running with the chick. He goes back to his house with his dad. The dude DK comes out with a gun. And is about to shoot him, and then his, New Paul Walker's dad comes out, and he's oh, a fucking yeah, Navy yeah. guy, so he's allowed to carry a gun in Japan. Yeah, he said, I suggest you put that down right now, son. <laughs> and then, so, like, after the dad saw that New Paul Walker was, like, being, like, fucked with by the Yakuza, he helped him soup up his old, like, muscle car. Well, so, um, New Paul Walker goes to the Yakuza uncle. He's like, here's the money that you never got. And the new uncle's like, all right, so what the fuck? You think you're just going to bring money in here and then we'll just be okay with that? And he's like, no. He's like, I know I got a problem with your nephew. How about we settle this in a race? So then they agree to it. Loser leaves town. A loser leaves town match. Uh, they go back to Han's shop. They find uh, the car that Han had lent New Paul Walker to do the drifting in the first place that he fucked up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the-, the outside of the car is all fucked up, but the engine was untouched. So then they took that engine and put it in the body of the car that New Paul Walker's dad was working on. Okay. So they okay. kind of combined. So that was like the symbolism of, oh, you know. Oh, the, the synergy between the two worlds. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And then, so he wins the race, They right? go to the race on the mountain. He wins. Uh, new, uh, DK has to leave. And then what What happens? Uh, he just I stays with Bow Wow, right? Does he stay with Bow Wow? I think he stays with Bow Wow and they get like a, a shop going or some shit. Yeah, they make some sort of... Um... Oh, and then at the end, we get the big cameo. Uh, oh, yeah, Vin Diesel comes in, and he's like, I'm ready to drift, bitches. He's like, you ready for this, new kid? Are, you, are we needing to know if not your family or not? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was, like, um, probably, like, one of the, like, the top three movies, like, ever made, I think. I, you know what, out of all the Fast and the Furious movies that I've seen, and I've seen at least three of them, I'm going to say... Tokyo Drift's probably the most exciting one out of all of them. Really? Yeah, the first one's kind of boring. It's, it's nostalgic for, like, the time frame, um, but it's kind of boring. Boring but important. Yes. Boring but important. Um, too Fast, Too Furious, I watch it strictly for Paul Walker's accent. Yeah. And uh, seeing Tyrese try to act hard. Um, <laughs> but three, like, the segments where they're like racing and doing the drifting i feel like they were more exciting yeah i i wasn't into it there's a bigger chance you can crash i guess i wasn't right? into the drifting because i'm like like that stresses me out like messes and movies stress me out messes like, and movies mess, yeah or or like any kind of visual media if like i'm watching something and the main character like fucks their car all up or like makes a big mess in their house like it stresses me out. i'm like who the fuck's gonna clean this up who's gonna take care of this you know what I mean? So, so watching them get all slammed around, I'm just like, oh, God, this is going to be so long. And then in my brain, I'm like, do I have to sit here and watch while they fix these things before they get back to racing? That would actually be kind of funny, right? It's Fast and the, Furious, tow from the perspective of this shop janitor. Yeah, it's like just 27 hours long. <laughs> Every scene is just him going, son of a bitch. <laughs> Do you think there's anything else important that I left out about that movie? No. I mean, the music, it added, like, a bunch of music to the yeah, world. Yeah, I really think that they, they put Dipset on the mat. 
You think Tokyo Drift put Dipset on the map? It saved uh, Bow Wow's career. Definitely saved Bow Wow's career. He was fledgling after uh, Like Mike. So was he, did he, is that when he changed himself to Bow Wow and not Lil Bow Wow? Yeah, because I don't think he had the Lil in the credits. Yeah, no, it was just Bow Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that was, um, like I I said, I think in like about 10, 20 years, this is going to be in... The catalog of like the curriculums for yeah. for media, so I'm um, I'm excited that we've uh, now viewed this movie. Yeah, and I feel like a lot more. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, intelligent. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I I like the movie. I, I want to see more Tokyo drifting, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Tokyo, anything, honestly. Okay. I like Tokyo. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like the colors look cool. It seems a little too. Uh, uh, like it, like New York-y to me. You think, uh, do you have that weird, like, uh, autistic thing when it comes to bright lights like some people do? Yeah, a little bit. Like sometimes. they don't, they don't like the buzzing of the neon. Like oh, I fucking hate that. Freaks them out or yeah, whatever. Fuck. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. It depends on like where I am. Like if I'm in an office building, like I can hear it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if I'm in like maybe like a club where there's music playing, I might be able to tune what it out. What if you're like working overnight at a abandoned gas station and it's the only sound you hear i think that would drive me crazy really yeah probably hmm i don't know i like tokyo (laughs) you know in tokyo they have um a lot of like like how you were talking about how they have like the houses that are like mostly made out of paper Mm -hmm. there's like certain neighborhoods that you go to and under every building is a bucket of water and they do not encourage smoking like, throughout the whole neighborhood. So if you want to, like, smoke something, you have to, like, go to, like, a specific part because mm-hmm. they're so afraid that if a fire breaks out, the whole neighborhood will just, like, go up in flames. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Well, well, don't make everything out of fucking paper, man. It doesn't seem like a great idea. I mean, I guess you could just, like, keep replacing it. but Yeah, I think that's why because it's, like, easily uh, replaceable and malleable or whatever fuck. Yeah, I get that, but still. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> You would never go to Tokyo? I didn't say I would never go, but I feel like I would probably would like to stay in a place that had like hard, hard doors. Yeah. Hard doors and like a lock. I would go to try to join the Yakuza. Yeah? I'd be like, do you know what this motherfucker could do in a car that Tokyo just? And I'd be pointing at myself. <laughs> but I'd say Do you think that the Yakuza lets people into their like click just based on whether or not you can drift? If they saw me Tokyo drift, I think they'd change their minds. Now, whether that means currently they do let people do that and then they wouldn't, I don't know. But Okay. okay. Um, do you want to go to our next segment here? Oh, I sure do. All right. Let's get it started. What's that going on? What's that going on? What's that going on? What's that going on? What's that going on up there? What is that going on? That is right. Our segment, What's It Going On, uh, where we discuss all the current events happening in the world. Um, it's been a pretty interesting week. Yeah. Pretty um, and we were just talking about Tokyo. Do you want to start us off of our first story? Oh, the one about Japan? The, the plane? Yeah, I thought we went over this. I didn't write down the order. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there So I, there was a uh, United States aircraft that crashed in um, the sea off of Japan. 
uh, military, right? Military, yeah. I'm an sorry. Osprey, I think. An Osprey, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, investigation of that crash found that there was a dual hard clutch engagement mm. that led to engine failure, and which was it. Led, that's what led to the crash off of Japan. Okay. Eight airmen were in the mission, um, and they found the remains of one of the pilots. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think they're still like on the search for the rest of them. Um, the J- the Japanese government has like put out um, some concerns to the American government, saying like these are not safe. It's like the the latest in like a string of yeah. I was crashes, about to right? get that. Yeah. So um, specifically speaking about the Osprey. Um, it, there one crashed in, um, November of like last month, Mm. um, and five service members died. Wow. Um, another one crashed last year, um, killing five Marines and altogether, um, they've noticed that each crash seemed to be caused by that hard clutch engagement. Mm. And it says that it's a mechanical issue that has played the military for more than a decade. During the Osprey's initial development, it had four crashes, resulting in 30 deaths. And then since it was entered into operational service in 2007, there have been 11 crashes and at least 24 deaths. Um, This past week's incident marks the fourth fatal crash involving Ospreys in less than two years. God damn. So that's just the Ospreys. I mean, there was that uh, F-35 that crashed in North Carolina a few months ago. Mm. There's a bunch of other military jets that went down, but just this Osprey in general. I think that the United States military like has grounded the fleet for oh right now yeah. to uh, figure out like what's going on so with that. So they can figure out the fucking clutch problem that they've known about for 10 years? Yeah, I mean, Jesus. I don't know like, how often—I didn't really get a good sense of how often they're using these things as, like, it, you know what I mean? But, I mean, if you're— Five of these have crashed in the last... We uh, have automatic transmission cars now. Why the fuck are they still using clutches for... (laughs) Does it have something to do with the fact that they go straight up? Oh, maybe like a... Because they they go up like a helicopter and then they can go fast like a jet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe it's got something to do with that, but... I don't know shit about fucking uh, jet mechanics. Yeah. Osprey is named after a bird, right? Yeah, that's a bird. I didn't look up much about the bird, though. <laughs> Sorry about that. But I just think it's crazy that they, in in order to get this thing on to being, like, operational in the service, mm-hmm. there was four crashes, and they killed 24 people. Jeez. <laughs> and then since, 11 more. That's and 25 crazy. people. Yeah. You think they did any uh, studies, like, on animals before they released it so humans could use them? Um, I don't think so, no. <laughs> I don't think they're required to do that with military equipment. Uh, it's like that doctor that we saw in that documentary that was putting plastic in people's windpipes. Yeah, that show was fucking crazy. <laughs> so we watched this documentary called, well, you remember, do you remember what it's called? It was like uh, killer surgeon or something. They're all bad, called some the shit The bad like that. surgeon or some shit like that. <laughs> well, it's about this Italian doctor who's like has this like jet setting surgeon lifestyle yeah. where he flies all over the world doing this surgery, um, saying that he can replace people's windpipes with a plastic windpipe that has been bathed in stem cells. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that shit didn't ever work. <laughs> um, this guy put like windpipes. Uh, like these windpipes and I think eight different people and seven of them died um, one of them is still alive but the windpipe was removed yeah yeah and um yeah 
Yeah, it took him took us through a whole journey there. But he lied about everything. Everything. Never went through the animal trials. <laughs> Literally to see if it everything. Would work. He lied about. He told this bitch who he was already married, but he didn't tell her. He, he proposed to her, and he's like, uh, you know, I'm gonna find a place for us to get married, probably in Italy. And then he's like, you know what? I just got offered the Pope's summer house to do our wedding. Would that excite you? And she's like, uh, yeah. And then he's like, well, are you gonna get like a Catholic priest to like marry us or whatever? Because like we're both divorced, like we have to go through like all the shit. And he's like, don't worry. I got connections at the Vatican. And then she said, like, a day later, he, like, called her back, and he's like, the Pope said he'd marry us himself. <laughs> that's, like, I've had friends, like, when I was a little kid that would lie crazy like that. But that's, yeah, like, yeah. I don't think I would have believed him. I mean, maybe only because, like, the, the hospitals seem to be, like, supporting him. He told his lady that Elton he, John, Obama, fucking... The Clintons. The, Clinton, the Bushes. Yeah, uh, Vladimir Putin, uh, the Pope... Uh, who <laughs> he was part of an, a secret underground network of doctors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I was like, oh, was he? <laughs> yeah, I lied about that. And then when she confronted him about it and like about all his lies so far, he tried to up it more. And he goes, all right, I got to tell you the truth. You know that secret organization of doctors? It's really run by the CIA. And I'm not really a doctor. I'm a sniper. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Yeah. So, so he got charged, what, like with three counts of... Well, the first time he got charged, they it was for one of the countries he did these surgeries in, and Sweden, they let yeah. it all go. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess, I don't know what made them reopen the case, but then he did get charged, but he only got like two years in prison. That's fucking crazy. He killed eight people. <laughs> I guess you spread it out over a few different countries, you know? Yeah, and you lie about being in the same room as them. But apparently he was like like Putin's pet project because he was like kind of excited about the the possibility because the possibilities are you know we can grow new body parts with stem cells right but again it's like if anybody had that technology in like a reliable sense it I would think that it would have been used in like smaller applications than a person's fucking windpipe like yeah, maybe start off with me. like a, a toenail or something and well then they've go. grown ears on 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 or something right on like rats yeah yeah like I know they've grown parts onto on animals which was my point before when we were talking about the meat stuff mm. that was like impossible like it keeps growing by itself i'm like if they don't have a, a source of nutrition mm. a blood source or whatever yeah how are you going to um keep that thing alive yeah so basically whatever stem cells he put on top of this like p plastic pipe just like rotted off well he thought that he could put the pipe the plastic pipe in the throat and then spray the sides with, I guess, throat stems, windpipe stem cells, <laughs> and that that would create immediately some type of skin barrier that the body would accept the plastic with, which is the dumbest thing I think I've ever heard in my I'm entire like, there's fucking like life. There's no <laughs> fucking scientific evidence behind that at all. Like, I mean, as having some, been somebody that's worked with airways and a lot of patients, yeah. like we use trach tubes. And you know what? There are some trach tubes for adults that are sewn in and you only change like the inner cannulas in them. Mm -hmm. But I don't understand why that is like, because you can't leave the plastic in for too long. Right. Yeah. But like, why not just put a fucking trach in the people? Yeah. I don't uh, know. Maybe because he couldn't take the credit for creating the trach. Ugh. 
You know what I, I mean? guess. And then they had that clip of him talking to that doctor who was like, hey, we see we received three of the uh, plastic windpipes and they're all like fucked up. He's like, one is too short. One of them like isn't strong enough. And the other one is like too wide or whatever. And oh, like, yeah. He's like, oh, uh, go with the, the one that's too short. Right. And the guy's like, oh, so what are we going to do? Just sew it into the, the wall of the of the surrounding like larynx or whatever. And the guy's like, uh, you think that'll work? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, 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 do that. Yeah, 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 yeah that, that thing, yeah. We'll whatever you think. <laughs> so these things just fucking rotted out of people until they died. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. It's insane. Uh, so that happened. What else do we got? Um, we want to talk about the rats. Oh, yeah. Rats um, in the walls, cats in the halls. I mean, yeah, it was like, I thought the story was going to be more uh, exciting than it really is because um, it well, was like, oh, rats are plaguing Australia. Yeah, I kept seeing the headline saying that the rats were invading Australia. What was it, Queensland or something like that? Um, yeah. Well, it's like a, 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 it's a town near near Queensland. Okay. Um, called... Uh, the fuck is that place called? Kampala or some shit like that? Kombucha? Rat population. Oh, Karumba. Oh, I Karumba. Yeah, so Karumba is like a port city mm-hmm. um, on the golf cart. Go, golf cart. <laughs> on the Gulf of Car- Carpenta- Carpentaria, which is near Queensland. Mm-hmm. So I guess the way that Queensland is set up, it's like all their waterways are running towards this place. Okay. And so their season in the past, like their seasons have been uh, so good in terms of like rat populations. They've been able to like really breed and make a lot of themselves. Yeah, yeah. So um, when this happens, they automatically migrate. Uh, because of the topography mm-hmm. and the rhythms, r- river systems, um, and it just funnels them all down to the coast, and uh, they arrive in that Karumba place. Yeah. And um, I just thought it was funny. The, the best the, go- the government can do is sweep away the rat carcasses and keep walkways and boat ramps passable. Oh, man. Uh, an animal control ranger named Phil Grieve has been collecting dead rats by the hundred because that's how many can fit into each disposable bag. Jesus. Did he, he said, change his name after he got the job? <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was funny that was his, his job. I mean, that was his name <laughs> and his job, but no. He said, the first day I got 800. So that's, I mean, the first day I got 18. So that's 1,800 rats. Oh, wow. So apparently they're just, they're like covered in rats, but it's a natural phenomenon and it's a natural process that occurs at a regular interview intervals Mm -hmm. and they can occur anywhere from every three to 17 years um the last time it happened was 12 years ago so they're like cicadas like yeah kind of like that yeah yeah you see what i think is happening too is have you read any of those uh reports about how australia was dealing with an influx of wild cats well, yeah. Well, they basically said that they're in this article. They did say that there was a lot of wild cats around who yeah. are like now being pretty well fed. Yeah, yeah. Because of the rat issue. Yeah. So, um, it's almost like you got to. I know they have like uh, government agencies that their whole job, their whole job is to go out and murder cats, like house cats, oh, but shit. they're just like out in the wild. Uh-huh. They're like strays, but I guess they have so many of them that they don't know what to do. So they have entire departments that go around and just fucking shoot these stray cats in the face. Damn. <laughs> I wonder how many of those fit in a bag. These uh, appears 100 rats per bag, probably like 25 cats. Mm. You know. Yeah, yeah. Four cats about the four rats is about the size of a cat. 
Mm. Yeah, maybe. Average. Yeah. Depending. You know, you could have bigger rats, smaller cats. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really the whole story about that. It's not that interesting. Um, I wanted to bring up uh, the fact that there's another prisoner escape in Philadelphia. What? What? <laughs> uh, I think Philadelphia is quickly rising as the uh, land of prisoner escapees. Hell yeah. Um, so... This just happened uh, this past week. Uh, 34-year-old Gino Hagenkotter is currently on the lam after escaping from a northeast Philadelphia correctional facility. Oh, shit. Uh, police say he walked away from a supervised work program on November 30th. Uh, they do confirm that Gino was angered with the fact that a detainer from Bucks County was going to keep him in prison for a month longer or months longer. Uh, than he had originally anticipated. So I guess he got the news that he was about to be let out, and then they said, oh, you got this other charge in Bucks County, so Uh, we have to hold you until this charge is, like, dealt with. So that day, he went to that work release program, and he was just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. Yeah. I mean, I can't say that I blame him, but, like, shit. Like, if you only had a couple months left, you know when you get caught, you're going to be back in there for, like, a pretty long time. Yeah. Um, right? I mean, I don't know. What do you, what's the charge for that? So the thing in Bucks County would have potentially delayed his release until April 2024. Uh, allegedly, he climbed a fence and left the prison property before noon on November 30th. Uh, he told the guard on duty that he needed to go use the bathroom. Uh, Gino is considered a nonviolent inmate and was originally in prison for burglary and retail theft. Um if you plead guilty to an escape charge in Pennsylvania, it is either a felony third degree or a misdemeanor second degree. Uh, those are the only two ways that they can charge uh, for escape. Okay. Um, the misdemeanor second degree has a maximum penalty of two years and a $5,000 fine for each instance. And then a uh, felony third degree has a maximum penalty of seven years and a $15,000 fine for each instance. Um so he escaped from the Riverside Correctional Facility. Uh, it's on State Road. Uh, they said it was down the street from Philadelphia Industrial Correctional Center. Mm. Apparently, there's a lot of prisons on that road. I had no idea. I thought there was like one, but yeah, I didn't there's know multiple. How many. I mean, I know there's a federal corrections facility around there. Um, this is the third uh, prisoner escape in six months. At the same place. Uh, I think two of them happened at that same place. Nice. Um, the police commissioner, the current police commissioner, uh, did a press conference, and uh, she acknowledged that the staffing remains an issue at this particular facility, uh, but that that did not factor into this particular escape. Uh, a prisoner was also arrested earlier last week in Center City uh, for a warrant out of New York City, um, and then he escaped because he was in Jefferson Hospital. I think he just, like, walked out of the hospital room. Yeah, I thought Jefferson closed down. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why he escaped. They, they just took, they him, took to him to an abandoned hospital. Um, yeah, and then I just want uh, people living in the neighborhoods surrounding the prisons are afraid that this uh, may continue to happen. So I guess the neighborhood around there, uh, there's a lot of, like, people with, like, kids and shit. And they're, like, pissed off that, like, these prisoners could just get out at any moment. But, like, my thing is... You didn't think of that before you moved in next to a prison? Like, I understand that, like, uh, sometimes financial difficulties might arise. But, like, if my choice is, like, between, like, a really cheap house uh, next to a prison or, like, a really cheap house literally anywhere else, 
Yeah. <laughs> well, is it that, though, that the prisons were built after you were there? Mm, I don't know. You know what I mean? That could never... be, yeah, that could be one of the cases. But I think they built that one casino in Chester, right by the prison that's there. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, somebody that, I don't know if they were, they, they probably went to the prison after this or they escaped. I'm not sure, but... When the casino first opened, they were pretending to be valet people and just stealing people's cars. Oh, that is hilarious. Because like right literally right the parking the garage is like right there next to the prison. facing the prison, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's kind of fucked, but um, good for them for getting out. Hopefully yeah. you don't get caught and have to spend another two to seven years behind bars. Well, I think like if you're in jail for a nonviolent crime, I feel like they shouldn't charge you the maximum amount of time for escaping. You know what I mean? It sucks. You should probably get something if you agreed to be in jail and stay for like a certain amount of time. You probably should get some type of penalty. I don't think another seven years if you're in jail for like tax fraud or something like that should be like the norm i mean he said he was in there for re- retail theft and yeah, burglary, he probably fucking, bur- he, burglary he probably fucking like forgot to scan something at like a self-checkout <laughs> which you know what you can't call that retail theft they they can i can't but they can <laughs> um so keeping on with the uh the prison style talk uh i know you heard about this uh uh, the good old boy, Derek Chauvin, was uh, stabbed this past week um, in prison 22 times. <laughs> uh, he's still alive. Um, he got stabbed by this guy named uh, John Terskak, uh, who's 52. Um, he was charged with attempted murder after stabbing Chauvin 22 times at the Federal Correction Institute in Tucson. Uh, Terskak said that he would have killed Chauvin had correctional officers not responded so quickly. Um, he's a former gang member and an FBI informant, and he was already serving 30 years for crimes he had committed while he was a member of the Mexican Mafia gang. Um, what? Yeah. Uh, he told investigators that... Uh, where are we? I lost my... Lost my glasses here. I don't wear glasses. Uh, <laughs> he told investigators that uh, he thought about attacking Chauvin for about a month before he actually did it because he was a high-profile inmate. Uh, he later denied wanting to kill Chauvin. Uh, he's accused of attacking Chauvin with an improvised knife in the prison's law library the day after Thanksgiving. Damn. Terskak told FBI agents that he attacked Chauvin on Black Friday as a symbolic connection to the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, He's also charged with assault with intent to commit murder, assault with a dangerous weapon, and assault resulting in serious bodily injury. The attempted murder and the assault with intent to commit murder charges are each punishable by up to 20 years in prison. Here's the kicker. He was scheduled to complete his current sentence by 2026. Uh, So in two, what, three, two, three years he would have been out? Yeah. But now if he gets convicted of even one of these things, they're going to add at least another 20 years to his sentence. Maybe he just wanted to stay in. Uh, or he was an FBI informant. Maybe they were like, take this motherfucker out. Oh. And, you know, we'll just switch you around and pretend like, oh, yeah, we're, we still have him in jail. But like really let him out on like. Because the FBI owns the BLM movement. Yeah. Um, 
Chauvin was sent to Tucson, uh, this correction facility, in 2022, in order to finish out his serving his 22 year, 22 and a half year sentence. So, uh, he's gonna still be in there till what 2044, and I guess this Chauvin will be. Chauvin will be, yeah. And I guess this John Terskat guy might be right next to him the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, I get, like, wanting to get, uh, you know, revenge or whatever. Yeah. But it just seems stupid if you're, like, about to get out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let somebody that's got a life sentence do that. I mean, unless, like, maybe he's going to get some type of, like, uh... What's that called? Like when you do something and they reward you? Uh, Comeuppance? Yeah. Like maybe he's going to get some type of reward from like other gangs. Oh, maybe it was like a gang, like a gang, um, uh, like an internship or whatever. Yeah. Or maybe he was like trying to like this John guy was like, uh, I could do whatever the fuck I want in here. And somebody was like, no, you can't. You can't stab Derek Chauvin 22 times. He's like, you want to, you want to (laughs) bet? 22 times? Yeah. Did they say what the weapon was that he used? It was an improvised knife. Mm. So I'm guessing he took like a either a piece of plastic or a piece of metal and like whittled it down. Whittled it down, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know what's crazy to me? I mean, like 22 stabs, like especially with not a sharp thing. Yeah. Like that's going to fucking take a while. Well, any type of like stabbing uh, like crime where the person gets like seriously injured, it's usually like multiple stabbings. Yeah. Because like... I don't know. I think most of the times they do like a stabbing. It's like a short, like, but like smaller than the size of your palm, like type knife. Yeah. And that really can't penetrate. I mean, depending how like fat the person is. Yeah. I mean, really it can penetrate. do some damage, but it's it can not do gonna... some damage. Yeah. But like, if if you have like a small pocket knife, you're gonna have to stab somebody like at least thirty times to see something happen to them. <laughs> <laughs> Cripes. Um. Yeah, so I thought it was crazy. So Chauvin um, lives on. He's fine. He yeah, he's fine so far. I mean, I mean they, the they treated hospital. him for his injuries. He's gonna get some, like, uh, what's that called? Like time off, like in the hospital room. You know oh, what I mean? Really? Well, I mean, when you get stabbed, you're not in the prison, right? I mean, I'm guess you're in like the the medical ward or whatever, but it's not like Gen Pop. No, I think they let you stay in the hospital. I don't think there's even a medical ward. I think some prison, some prison. Maybe I guess like it depends a, on which one you're at, but they went in prison break. Remember uh, he had diabetes and he used to come in every day to get his diabetes shot. Oh. But he didn't really have diabetes. He was going in there to case the room out. Oh shit. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways that you can do that. I guess in prison. <laughs> um, <laughs> but f- funny thought: the guy from Prison Break, the main guy Wentworth Miller. Yeah. He was a dude from that Mariah Carey video. Which one? Well, she's like in a, she's like in a gown, and he's like in a suit, and she's like singing to him, in like a, in like a marriage place, I think. I don't, I don't even know what song you're fucking talking about. I'll look it up later. It's not all I want for Christmas is you, right? Does she wear a gown in that? No, she wears like the the slutty, Mrs. Claus dress. They don't wait. Hold on. This is a good question. Is there a Mr. Claus, Santa Claus in that All I Want for Christmas video. I don't know. I don't remember. I like I can't remember the last time I watched the whole video of that. All right. We're going to have to go through Mariah Carey's entire videography later. To yeah. Get some answers to Definitely. This. I need to know. Um, 
Yeah, let's move on to our next story. Um, so Philadelphia, of course, we, there's a lot of stories about Philadelphia that we talk about because that's the closest major city to us. Um, I thought this was funny. Uh, the Philadelphia City Council passed a bill that bans the use of ski masks in parks, schools, public transport, public transit, and other city-owned buildings. Um, so you can't wear ski masks anymore. Uh, the bill will fine offenders $250 for each offense and up to $2,000 if a mask is worn during the commission of a crime. Uh, a council member was quoted as saying, I thought this was a funny quote, um, the police department can't tell who's a criminal and who's not a criminal, which makes it difficult for crimes to be solved, end quote. <laughs> oh, sorry, we should make your job easier. What the fuck? So, like, if you wear, like, a beanie and, uh, like, a face mask, like, a surgical mask, that's fine? Well, so it says ski mask and balaclavas and other masks that hide a person's identity were banned on SEPTA transits uh, earlier this June. Um, people call them shysties. You ever hear that? No. You got the shysty on? Uh, it's allegedly named after Memphis rapper, Memphis rapper Pooh Shysty. Oh, him. Uh, who's also in jail and set to be released in, like, I think two years. So, nice. Uh, free poo. Free, free poo, poo. shysty. And give us back our goddamn ski masks. Because, you know, that's bullshit. I was actually thinking I should probably get a ski mask because my face has been, like, getting so dry yeah. in, like, the cold air. And I was like, if I put a ski mask on, I can probably, like, keep my face safe, like, while I'm outside. Right, yeah. And now I can't even fucking do that anymore? Mm-hmm. Can you, like, what other activities can you do on a mountain besides skiing? Uh. Can you uh, get, like, a, a, a sled mask? Do they have sled masks? I think ski there? mask is just a name, though. You know what I mean? It's for the, all the same exact activity. Do they have a water ski mask? No. No, you just let the water hit your face. Wow. Our goggles. That's a water ski? No, because it doesn't go over in your mouth. Yeah, because, like, it's not like you're wearing ski goggles in the place. That's one thing. But, like, the ski mask is, like, it it's covers goggles. your nose and Everything mouth. Everything except the goggles. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. So, um, there were a lot of people saying that this was uh, a bad idea because it's going to predominantly affect uh, certain, like, uh, population of the culture. Uh, a lot of people were pissed off because they're like, what are you trying to say? Black people can't wear ski masks anymore. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know that I've ever seen like a lot of black people with ski masks. You you never been to parts of Philly where oh, everybody's wearing a shysty? Oh, ski maskville? Yeah, yeah. Mm, no, I Shystyville. haven't. It's called a shysty for real? Yeah, dog. A toque. Get with the program. I haven't heard that one yet. Would you would you pay um, like if they give you a ticket? Let's like, say you bought like a cute ski mask, right? And you're like, I'm just gonna wear this out like on South Street, and you get stopped by a cop, and they give you a ticket. Are you gonna pay that, or are you gonna fight it? I'm gonna fight it. Really? Yeah. For me, it would depend what design was on the ski mask. Yeah. Like if I had to go to court and defend like a Hello Kitty ski mask, I don't know if I would do that. <laughs> yeah, they don't really specify. No. And like how much of your face can't can't be covered? Like it's, what if they bring back the mask mandates? It says anything that hides a person's identity. So can you do like ski mask top cut off so they can see your hair? I wonder. But wait a minute, people are allowed to wear those like burkas that cover their face, right? Mm. They're basically like ski masks. 
They only show your eyes. They get a religious exemption now. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so I thought that was pretty crazy. Uh, I got one more story here, uh, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, there's a way to do... Uh, you know anybody that's gotten like a GED instead of like a regular college diploma? Uh, yeah. Did they have to like work hard to do it? I don't know. Probably because they were like busy with... Like raising uh, children? Other life shit, yeah. <laughs> um, so in Louisiana, you can pay $465 for a high school diploma. That's all you have to do? Yep. Uh, unlike public schools, uh, former homeschooling or programs... Uh, or unlike public schools, former homeschooling programs, or traditional private schools, nearly 9,000 private schools in Louisiana don't need state approval in order to grant degrees. Uh, nearly every one of those unapproved schools was created to serve a single homeschooling family. Um, but some have buildings, classrooms, teachers, and dozens of students. Um, nice. Over 21,000 students are currently enrolled in the state's unapproved schools, nearly double the number from before the pandemic. Um, one principal of one of the unapproved schools was quoted as saying that she is not selling dipl diplomas, but rather lifetime services for homeschooling families. Um, the school that she's a principal of had a price list outside of their office, <laughs> and uh, they broke down the prices, so I have them here. Uh, so it's $250 for diploma services, $50 for the application fee, $35 for the diploma cover, and then $130 to walk in a cap and gown ceremony. What? Yeah, so if you take... Is that the commercial that we keep seeing about, like, adults going back for their GEDs? No, that's, like, a college thing, I think. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you don't want the diploma cover or to walk at the ceremony, it's only $300. How is that legal? I guess you can say, like, oh, I've had all this college. Did they give you a test or anything? So here's what they do. So a lot of them, because they were built off of uh, homeschooling programs, Yeah. Uh, they just take people's word for it. Nice. So they go, like, uh, have you had any schooling before? And then the person goes, like, yeah, I did four years homeschool for, for high school or whatever. <laughs> the principal goes, oh, I believe you. Here's your diploma. <laughs> as soon as your check clears, here's your diploma. Um, so I looked into what you have to actually do to start one of these. Yeah. Um, so in order to start an unapproved private school in Louisiana, uh, an adult must only report the school's name and address, uh, their contact information, and how many students they have. What? That's it. Uh, Louisiana's unapproved private schools, oh, you're going to like this, uh, came into being in 1980 when Christian ministers who ran small private schools joined forces to push for deregulation of private education. Uh, <laughs> lawmakers decided to eliminate the requirement for private schools uh, to have at least 50 students and for state uh, certified teachers. Wow. Yeah. So before 19 or whenever they made the change, uh, you had to have at least 50 students enrolled actively in your school and all your teachers had to be certified by the state. And because of the Christians, that's gone. You could just say whatever the fuck you want now. <laughs> I told you that's how I got through 11th and 12th grade. By lying? 
Well, I mean, I went to a private Christian school. Yeah, yeah. It was like a co-op, quote unquote. Oh. But um, that's what we had to do. We had to like give the uh, school district like a binder at the end of the year. How many like active students did you have? Like it was less. It was probably fifty or maybe less. Really. Yeah, like, my graduating class of all the seniors was mm. eight people. Did you walk at a camp and gown ceremony? It was super gay, yeah. Uh, were you excited? No. Oh. No. <laughs> no, it was lame and um, whatever, but, you know, making the best of it. I was really just appreciative that I only had to be in class three days a week for the last two years of high school. Oh. So. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was dope. Yeah. But if I would have known my mom could have just bought me a fucking diploma. You could have just bought the diploma. I could have I could have just skipped 11th and 12th grade. Well, so I was reading and like apparently like if you are an approved private school, you have to like go through all this like rigmarole to like get the proper paperwork and shit. Yeah. To like give out the diplomas, but like if you just tell them like no, we're we're uh we're an unapproved school. We're an unapproved private school. Yeah. They nice. just go like, okay, uh, tell us where your address is and uh, where can we send these diplomas that you order? That's hilarious. How is that even? I mean, because around, I mean, I have so many questions. Because, yeah. like, if, if you're like, okay, I just have 50 kids. Mm. Like, how do you then uh, tell that to, like, the local school district so you don't get in trouble? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I got molested in a little boy's room. Okay, you probably shouldn't say that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've attended enough goddamn attendance meetings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because my kids don't want to be in school. Yeah, yeah. That uh, it's like they it, they seem to say that you have to go to court over shit if they don't show up. So I'm wondering. I remember. How this works. Yeah, when I was in like middle school and high school, uh, there'd be a lot of kids that would just like stay home. And their parents always had to, like, come to the school, go to court. Yeah. Fucking meet with, like, some, like, family counselor to try to, like, find out why their kid's a piece of shit that doesn't want to just go to school. <laughs> it's like, dude, we get it. But, <laughs> like, I mean. Nobody wants to be here. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to move on to our final story? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I read this story about a woman from Uganda. Her name is Safina. Mm -hmm. Namakwaya. Uh, she was 70 years old and she gave birth to twins um, using in vitro fertilization. Whoa. Yeah, 70 years old. So she's the oldest woman in Africa um, that has become a mother. Wow, at yeah. 70. And, and she went to get it done. Yeah, she went and had it done. I, it, oh my God. I read a couple of different articles because it wasn't really super clear mm -hmm. um, whether she used her own egg or uh, a, fr a frozen one. And there were like three different accounts. So I'm not sure if it was like her own stuff. Okay. But she used her partner's uh, sperm and an egg and they fertilized it and then inserted it into her uterus and mm. she had twins a boy and a girl they were wow. born like a few weeks early i think like 31 to 34 weeks um <laughs> a few weeks early and 40 years too late <laughs> <laughs> so um but so safina previously gave birth to a girl in 2020 so at 67 she Whoa. had a baby girl naturally or also no, through? also through ivf oh so these people are bringing it on themselves yeah it's weird though because they're like hooked into the universal health care system of i think europe mm. so they can if they fall under certain guidelines they uh qualify to get this these procedures like, I mean, sometimes they have to pay for them, but 
Okay. Yeah, I guess under certain, whatever the restrictions are. Yeah, yeah. So this is her second pregnancy in three years. So the first one was at 60, uh, 67. The second one was 70. Um, she previously, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, she wanted to get pregnant because she was mocked and cur- and I'm sorry, she was mocked as a cursed woman who had failed to produce a child. Wait, so 67 was her first kid? Her first kid, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, her first husband died. I'll in- show you. <laughs> her first husband died in 92, uh, leaving her without children, and she met her current partner in 1996. In an interview, uh, Safina said that her partner hasn't visited her in the hospital since she came there for delivery, and she thinks that he might be unhappy because she had twins, and he felt like it was too much responsibility. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, so she gets pregnant with twins with this dude's sperm, and then he's like, you're having fucking twins? I'm out. He's like, I'm not the dad. I'm not a twin. (laughs) Prove it. Prove I'm the dad. Um and then in another interview, she she suggested that um, she decided to become pregnant so she would have children to take care of her when she got older. Oh, okay. <laughs> she said, I looked after other people's children and saw them grow up and leave me alone. I wondered who would take care of me when I grow old. So regardless of whatever pathway she goes down for the reasoning behind this, it's all leads to like a egotistical like... Uh, yeah. Either like okay, yeah. Well, it was because she was cursed at first. She was cursed at first. She was cursed at first. Yeah. And then she had a baby, and then I guess she wanted to have another baby, <laughs> and then got twins out of it. And the dad was like, uh, he just didn't. He just didn't show up. Yeah. <laughs> There's two of them in there. Damn. Yeah. She, she said him. he started acting weird as soon as he found out there were twins. Imagine becoming a single mom in a geriatric age. At 70 years old. <laughs> She's like, they, somebody's got to take care of me. Like, bitch, you're, you're not going to be around by the time they can walk. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, somebody's not that old. But it's that's a, it's that old to have a baby. I, yeah. But, yeah, no, she shouldn't probably not have done that. Because I, I was reading more, and they were saying that, like, they don't usually do uh, any kind of IVF procedures like that in women over, like, 45 Oh, you got to get, I'm, like, approval or something. I mean, if you got money in America, you could probably pretty much get it done whatever you want. But Yeah, we're looking at you, Kim Kardashian. Yeah. <laughs> um, Janet Jackson. <laughs> she had a baby at 60. Yeah. And but then, she's Janet Jackson. Yeah, she could pretty much do whatever she wants. Yeah. Um, yeah, in Uganda, though, huh? Well, maybe, That's what I thought was odd. Like, how do they have so much, like, it... Is, is there some, uh, my vision of Africa is probably very skewed from living in that. Where are we? The West? Yeah. I mean, the only idea that you have of Africa is from that Toto song. That and just like the commercials with like the, the starving children. Oh, the zoom, zoom, zoom. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> you have a lot of starving children over there, but you're still doing fertility treatments on seven year olds. Yeah. Like, they're all different countries. So it's I can't lop them all yeah. together. So. Oh. Takes a village <laughs> to get one lady pregnant, <laughs> um, and then her husband left, which I think is the craziest thing. Was that like after all that? Yeah. How big is Uganda? You think he could like move like to like another <laughs> town and then never see her again, or is it like just down the street? I don't know. I don't know what their what their landscape is like. Your father left me when you were little. Where'd he go? Uh, over there. <laughs> J- just over there. They did, and they also didn't say what happened to the daughter. Like, does he? Did, if he had the daughter. Or oh whatever. yeah. Because she had just had these kids, so she's wow. gonna be in the hospital for a little bit. That 
is wild. I know. I thought the wild, the most wild part was that the dude left. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> I'm like seriously. You're like you're 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 uh, present for a medical miracle, and you're like, uh, no, nah, I can't deal with this shit. Yeah. Well, maybe he thinks it's like some fucking weird like Jesus shit going on. Oh, like this is the shark that gave uh, asexual oh, birth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, I think he had to give a sperm sample for her to have the baby. Oh, uh, yeah. Because they yeah, use yeah. his sperm. I mean, I don't know if they had like some leftover from the last time. That's what, maybe that's what happened. Maybe she didn't tell him like we're doing this again. Yeah. Maybe she just went to the doctor and was like, do you got anything you can scrape out from that last cup? <laughs> he just reaches under his See desk. See if you can get that guy to move again. <laughs> yeah, so that's what happened. Um, no word yet if uh, Safina's husband has returned. Well, we will definitely keep our eye out and yeah. make sure we will update our listeners on how that goes. Yeah. Um, so we only have time for one more segment. Do you want to do our last segment here? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, there we go. Uh, da, da, da. What's it called? Oh, yeah, here we go. All right, new segment alert, everybody. That's right. Uh, if you guys could translate that, uh, it says speak and spell. Uh, our new segment here on uh, an actual podcast, uh, where we, what, what, what are we doing here? We, uh, I think we're going to talk about like spells, modern spells. Modern spells. A little practical magic for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, do you want to do this first story about. Uh, well, I, I, you sent me a story um, about a chicken called Engagement Chicken. And apparently, it's this chicken that you can make, um, and it's so good that if you make it for your dude, or your girl. Yeah. Uh, they'll propose to you soon after. Um, the word spread because of uh, this woman who worked for Glamour magazine mm. um, was given uh, the recipe from the editor of the magazine. And she after she made it, made it, <laughs> after she made it for her boyfriend, he proposed to her. Oh. Um, word spread and other women reported similar stories after they made the recipe for their dudes. So it's That's a pretty, pretty hilarious. So the one lady had that experience and she's like, if you do this, you'll have the same exact experience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like, if you, if you, uh, I don't know what else, what else, what else is a regular thing that you can do that? What did they like, call it? Relationship chicken? No, they called it engagement chicken. Engagement chicken. Yeah. I found a couple different, um, recipes online. Um, oh, the actual of the of how to make it, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Go to this. What does it say? It's just a literal chicken recipe. It's not like <laughs> there's no fucking witchcraft involved. Wait, you're not tell you tell me it's they don't just add a fucking like, chicken recipe. They don't add like an eye of newt. No eyes of newt. Fairy wings or anything like well, that. Well, some some of the recipes because I went through a couple like different web- websites to find out like what was in it. Yeah. Um, and and a lot of them said and other stuff. Oh. At the end of the recipe. So oh. I'm like, oh, maybe there's other stuff. But the basic recipe is a chicken. Okay. Butter, garlic, rosemary, thyme, uh-huh. kosher salt, black pepper, and lemon juice. And basically you just rub the butter on the chicken. What, is it roasted? Yeah, you, you're supposed to tie it up. Maybe that's what it is. Tying the hands together. Oh. Uh, you know how you have to, like twine a chicken up? Tie the knot. Yeah. maybe, that. And then you bake it. So it stays. Oh shit! Because I do, I do a little magic myself every month. 
Uh, with my period blood. Okay. Well, but that's a different, like, yeah. spell, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's one that I like to call um, Proposal uh, Red Bull. Why don't, uh, why do I feel like I don't want to hear this? What do you mean? I mean, I, I drink a lot of Red Bulls. Uh, I'm in a relationship with you. I, uh. And? You don't put period blood in my Red Bulls, do you? Not in it. You sure? No. Okay. You got me all excited. <laughs> no, I don't put it in the Red Bull. I just, like, put it around the rim. Okay. You know what I mean? Like you do with a margarita salt. That's ridiculous. <laughs> no, but, like, so when I first read the thing, I was like, oh, what is this? Is this, like, some sort of, like, love spell thing? Yeah. Because, you know, you've heard the old one about, like, the Italian women. It's always the Italians. Always the Italians. Yeah. The fucking gabagools. <laughs> um, oh, Halloween-themed... Roller derby team, the Gabagools. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Anyway, um, the 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 rumor was that that if you put period blood into marinara sauce, mm-hmm. or if you're making like a pasta sauce, yeah, and served it to your man, he would never leave you. But then when I was looking like for different like stuff online. Um, it said that if you put it in espresso, a shot of espresso, it oh, does the same thing. It kills the germs because yeah, it's hot. Yeah, it's basically the same thing as like peeing on it. But I will say there's a chance of if you put it in espresso, yeah, you'll get frothy period blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. ever drink something like that you're trying to like chug down and you get to the end of it and it's just froth and then the froth starts to go down your throat? Uh, yeah. That is mm-hmm. a fucking worst. It's a bad feeling. I hate it. I don't love it. I hate it. I don't froth. think espresso has the froth. That's a that's a latte. No, espresso. Oh, wait. No, uh, yeah, you're right. Or what is it? A, a cappuccino? Yeah, because they do shots of espresso. Espresso is just a shot. So you just, you drop a little blood in that, they throw it back. Oh, God. They don't know anything different. What do you think? What? You've had espresso before? I've had espresso in things. I've never, never had by just, itself. No. I wonder what it tastes like. It's got to taste it horrible. It's like just really strong coffee with nothing in it. But coffee, like, okay, so me, I hate the taste of coffee yeah. already. So that would be like a hundred times the amount of pain, but just like really short. Yeah, probably. I mean, honestly, I've never tasted just straight espresso. I have a feeling that it's probably a little bit smoother than the coffee that we have over here because of like the mm. artisanal way the Italians do everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like really strong coffee and they don't add any kind of sugar or anything to it. That's crazy. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I thought that this uh, little speaking spell segment would be good for us to like give people magic tips. Yeah, so we'll start with this one. Uh, Make your boyfriend some uh, rotisserie chicken. Make sure you tie the legs correctly. Yeah. Uh, because if you don't, uh, you'll never get a proposal from Yeah, him. if you tie them the wrong way, your boyfriend will break up with you. Yeah, and make sure you don't use too much salt. <laughs> I'm thirsty, homo boy. Give me a drink. Because then that'll happen. Yeah. Um, so there was nothing, like, special. It's just salt fucking... Yeah, no, I mean, there was a couple different... No, literally, just thyme, salt, lemon. Uh, one of them had white wine, dried white wine. I didn't write that down. Dried white wine? Dry white wine. Yeah, like, you know, not not dried out wine, but, like, you know how they describe like... wine as dry or sweet? Yeah, what does that mean? I don't know. I think dry just means it doesn't taste that good. Or does it mean it like stings or something? I think it's like it's not as sweet. Like a dry thing is is not sweet. Sweet wine is like more 
Wait, so the sugary. two are dry and sweet? It's not dry and wet, wet one? Yeah, I don't think it's called wet. I think it's more of like sweet or... If yeah, I'm, I think it's sweet. If I'm drinking anything, it's got to be wet. Yeah. It can't be frothy. Yeah, I think the term dry when referring to beverages is not referring to the um, dampness of mm. it, but the flavor palette. Okay. So the dryness of the wine mixed with the chicken and the lemon and all that shit. Apparently, it's going to make your man want to propose. Yo, do you want? I just came up with a good bit. You want to do this with me? Okay. Let's go wine tasting, right? Okay. But every time uh, it's our turn to like taste the wine, I'll go. Ugh, who pissed in my cup? Okay, let's do it. Every single time. Every time? Yeah, so they're like, uh, what you're about to drink now is a wonderful uh, 1965 Merlot, uh, grown in the Alps of France. And, ugh, who pissed in my cup? I think you're under the impression that, like, the wine people stand with you the whole time when you're wine tasting. Don't they? I guess it depends on where you went. I went wine tasting one time with my cousin, and they just gave you, like, a flight of, like, little, like, half glasses, and they're, like, they just tell you what each one is. So what do they get paid for? Who's paying these people? No, I think, well, depending on where you are. If you have, like, a, what are those people called that do wine? They, like, know a lot about it? Uh, winers. Yeah, winos. Winos. Winona wino. Winona winers? Yeah. Um, those people, I think, sommeliers. There you, there go. you go. Those people might work for like a like a restaurant. Sometimes they'll do like, oh, we have a, you know, something with a dry legs and a what tasty fuck? backside. What were we watching? Where the person <laughs> was like starting a restaurant and they had like a hard time. It was like a reality show and they had like a hard time finding a sommelier. Oh, oh wait, was that Curb Your Enthusiasm? It might have been. It might have been Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. 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 So. um why were we talking about wine? Oh, because of the... The, uh, the bit I had. The bit you had, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like we have to really know the presentation style first before we can do the bit. True, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that was yeah, our so uh, speaking spell segment. So, uh, do you have any spells that you do that you want to share? Not that I want to share. No? Most of them involve period blood, so I don't want to put my secrets out there. What? Who's? You remember you used to have like a diva cup and then you lost it and you were like, I don't know where it went. And then uh, the camera went over to me and I winked. You remember that? Oh, shit. Yeah. You mean you've had it this whole time? No, I didn't say that. I was just asking if you remembered this one particular memory. What bitch has been giving you her period blood? <laughs> you, <laughs> you remember that... Uh, the thing where that guy was going around trying to find breast milk because he uses it to work out. You think there's that, but for, like, espresso shots of period blood? Probably. Oh, wait. That's probably why they put in espresso because it fits in the espresso cup perfectly. Exactly. I don't think it's... It's not even, like, a shot of, like, a full shot. Like, you just put, like, one tiny drop into the espresso. You know what would be great? What? Is replace somebody's K-cup. And instead of coffee grounds, it's just dried period blood. Oh, that's... Yeah, that's something. A little oh. food for thought, everybody. A little bit of food for thought. Uh, I think that's it for today. Uh, okay. Did you have fun today? I did have a lot of fun today, I think yeah. this was a great episode. I'm excited to get more into spell work and magic. Yeah, I'm, I am too. And, you know, with our uh, ever-increasing list of segments, uh, we're going to have more time than ever, than ever to 
concentrate on those during the podcast. Hell yeah. I'm excited <laughs> to make this uh, new chicken recipe I found for dinner tonight. Um, you've never cooked me chicken. <laughs> all right guys well listen thank you for tuning in um we will catch you guys next time you say bye bye see ya Peace. really stink. We were just singing the baby to sleep. Wake up, little Betty Bites. Have you been Betty Bites? It was waking me up. When I lay me down to sleep. When the soul identifies with Maya, it forgets. Thus the soul is temporarily in darkness. It is deluded, and it dreams the mortal dream. Becoming increasingly involved and confused, the soul remains bound up with the world. The intuitive faculty becomes suppressed and its perception of truth blotted out.